Amen. We thank you for coming out tonight. It was one of those evenings that we just want to stay in. We just want to shut in. We just want to go under our blankets. And we just want to just call it a night. You know, I feel the same way too. You know, and, um, you know, it was one of those things that I said, ah, it was tough. You know, uh, if I, if I have a choice, you know, if it wasn't for Bible study tonight, I probably would be under my blanket. I know Brother Barrett also be under his blanket also, but amen. We, we're so glad that you take the time out to be here tonight to be a part of our Bible study. And, um, truly, you know, God's going to do something great in this place tonight. Amen. We're going to continue on our discipleship lesson that we've been working. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure most of us don't have our books tonight. You know, we've been on this um, discipleship um, lesson for, we're probably going to be on it for another, I'm thinking at least another, approximately another month or so. Um, I know Pastor had a change up and was uh, the past couple of weeks has been working on us with uh, knowing our passion. And it's so important that as we continue to, you know, be what God wants us to be, we can know what our true passion in Christ is. You know, we can know that if God, you know, bring us in this place, you know, we should not take it for granted or take it lightly. Because the impact that you have in your brother's or your sister's life or even in your family life, it goes way, you know, far and above. So, you don't know that there's a small things that you do in life. Or, or, or helpful it is just to encourage someone that just need a little word of encouragement. You know, so we, we, we should continue to be, you know, our brother's keeper. And try to, you know, be a supportive base for each other because, you know, you know, when, when Jesus Christ died for us, if it wasn't the love and the passion that he had for us, he wouldn't die for us. So, you know, if it's something that it, it involves us giving our life for our family, you know, it's because we love them while we're going to take that course. Amen. So our um, topic tonight from the book will be abundant life. Abundant life. Um, I have two chapters, two scriptures. I need two volunteers to help me read. Um, I I need someone to turn to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. We're going to read verses 23 through verses 27. And the other one is going to be Psalms 56 verses 3. So the first one is Matthew 8, 23 through 27. And the second one will be Psalms 56, verses 3. So I need two volunteers when I indicate to you to read. Um, The the, the big idea for our lesson tonight, or the topic, right, as I said, it's abundant life. But the big idea for this lesson tonight is when fears and worries challenge our faith, we can be assured that God will sustain us. Let me say that one more time. When fear and worries challenge our faith, we can be assured that God will sustain us. Um, the the two, two words there that is talking about fear and worries. It works somewhat, you know, hand in hand. You know, fear, you're fearful of something. Worry, you worry about something. So it kind of, if I'm right, or, you know, um, 
it's, it's somewhat complement each other, you know, if you please. Um, because, and, and you could you look at it that, you know, for example, if there's something going on, like the, the incident that happened up in uh, North Jersey today with a train uh, ran into the building, injured over 100 and had, you know, folks that were on the train and one casualty, you know, you know, so sad that, you know, the things that are happening in this world today, it's just hurt. Even though you may not have a, 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 a immediate family or even know someone that, that is in that, but it, it affects you. So when fear and worry, you know, comes in our life, it affects the way how we go about serving God. And, you know, this is one thing that we, we should never cease of doing because, as it said, you know, God will sustain you. In spite of what's going on, you know, when, you know, turmoils and, you know, wars and different things is happening. If you trust in God, God will sustain you and God will keep you because he loves us so much. So that's why he will sustain us. Amen. Matthew chapter 8. Anyone have that one who would like to volunteer? Brother Henry. Thank you, sir. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27. Is that 27? Yes. That's 28. That's good. That's 27. Thank you. Amen. Um, Psalms 56, verses 3. Anyone have that one? Psalms 56, verses 3. Go ahead, Brother Dan. Um, the the Everglade in Florida, it's um it, it it's approximately 1.5 million acre, the Everglade in Florida, and in, in that Everglade, that in Florida, you have all kind of animals, insects, so to speak, is in that Everglade. You know, the Everglades is a place where um, if I have a choice, probably something that I'd like, somewhere I'd like to visit or like to be a part of. But uh, the story was told about, you know, some young men that decide to um, go to the Everglades. They went to go fishing, you know, trying to catch uh, fish. Catch uh, and um, you know the only way you can get over to the Everglades is either through boat or small coyotes. You know, so there's no other way you can get the to the Ever Everglades because of the way things are developed. Um, but in in, in the Everglades, you know, if you're not careful, in fact, I was watching a documentary and uh, the Everglades 
And it was so sad that even the way the snakes that enter into the ocean in the Everglades, you know, the way they're forming, you know, the, the, the fish, in fact, certain fish, when they form, they form with somewhat of a, a, a snake head. Because there, there's so much going on in the Everglades. So um, when, when you get into the Everglades, you know, you have to be careful if you're nowhere, if you're there, if you're somewhere close to, you know, that area. The, these three young men, they went by. So when they were there fishing, um, there was a, a, a wind that, that, that swept over, over the area. And the one, one young man, he was so fearful that, you know, right there and then, because of the wind, it, it, you know, earlier I was saying what I was saying in the, in the uh, lesson here about the, the big idea is that when fear and worries challenge our faith, you know, the young man was so fearful when that wind came over him. So because he was fearful, he decided, you know, I'm going to forget about this. I'm not going to even try to do this anymore. Um, I remember several years ago when I was in Jamaica, um, I remember my, um, my, my grandmom, you know, so told me, uh, you know, you you never seen what a hurricane looks like, or the fear of even know what it's feel like. In other words, and I remember as a young man growing up, you know, one year I think it was back in 1988 when we have a, we had a bad earth, uh, hurricane in in Jamaica, or, uh, or, uh, Gilbert Hurricane Gilbert when it came to Jamaica. And I remember as a young man, I was living on the top of a hill, so. You know, I can see what's going on on the other side of the hill. So the way the houses were in the area that I was living on, you have hill on the side, and you have like a little dungeon you go down, and then you have hills on the side. So, you know, I could stay over my side of the hill and look up, and you could see, you know, back then we have those zinc roof on the house, so we didn't have, you know, like a solid roof. So you could see the wind was getting underneath those zinc, and you're just seeing zinc and places just collapsing, going on crazy. So, you know, I went back on my side of my roof, went into the back because I wanted to experience what it feels like. Not, not knowing that I was setting up myself for, for something that I did want to experience. So I went into the back of the house and I held my hand uh, and, and a couple of the zinc like this just to see. And within no time, that wind hit that zinc and that zinc literally came out of my hand, literally lift up. And I said, that was more than enough experience that I needed. I didn't need to experience nothing more, Brother Darrell, um, Brother Sam, Brother Darrell. You know, because when I see that, I was like, really? And then, oh my God, the way things were so devastated. You know, um, you, you don't know that when sometimes you're going through storms, you know, the storms that we go through sometimes, you know, if we just trust God, you know, God will sustain us and keep us. Amen. Jesus invited the disciples to go to the other side of the lake. Why, why are, why are period of rest important for us to you uh, as a human being? Um, let me read that statement one more time. The, sta- the statement said, "Why are period of rest important to us as a human being?" Um, there was another one. It said, why do many people struggle to rest when they, sh- when they should? I can talk for myself. I, 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 when it's time for me to get some rest, it's hard sometimes. And I, I struggle to sleep when it's time for me to sleep. 
I'll take a very minimal amount of sleep and try to work a full duration. There's only 24 hours in one day. So sometimes I'm saying to myself, if I can work straight through 24 hours, which I've done before in the past, but then I'm doing myself no justice or no good, Brother Darrell. So, you know, it's important that not only as, you know, human being, but as child, you know, children of God, that we, we should be at the place where, you know, we have to make sure, you know, we, we, we take care of ourselves. And what I mean by that is, when, when it's time for us to get, our, uh, you know, our rest, we need to make sure we take our rest. Because if we want to continue to move and continue to get stronger, if we're not able to produce, you know, replenish, then we're going to fall by the wayside. Just like a vehicle, when a car is driving, if you don't give it gasoline, you find that you're, gonna, you're not going to end up getting to your destination where you're trying to get to. So you find that in life, you have to make sure you constantly, you know, Plugging, sustain, you know, just like in the church, you know, when you get into the church, you want to at least whenever it's possible, you try to get into the house of God because that's where your help, that's where your sustenance come from. God is the one that sustains us. And if you're not anchored in God, if you're not, you know, be sold out for God, if you're not, you know, present yourself to God when it's time for you to present yourself to God, God won't sustain you. God won't keep you. And this is why the Bible let us know it will never leave us nor forsake us. But if you're not anchored and stay in the presence of God or be in God, then you won't be able to get sustained. The vicar, you know, when it's time for it to get its regular routine service, you know, it's oil changed, the tires are worn down, you need windshield, you know, new blades. You know, if, if you don't do that, then the, 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 the car is not going to operate to the maximum potential to keep us or sustain us to take us back and forth to work to school or to wherever we want to go so this is how important it is that when you are connected you know you want to stay connected because once you separate yourself from not sustain those things that are in your way then you find out that you're going to be loose and you're going to, you're going to break down along the way amen um the Sea of Galilee is subjected to sudden storm. I've never been to Israel, um, and uh, the Sea the, the, the Sea of Galilee. Um, there, there's three. Would I say continent? You can correct me if I'm wrong. But there are three areas that the, the Sea of Galilee sustained water, which this is where they get the source of water from. You got Israel. You got Syria. And I think Liberia. Um, those three areas get their water, and this is where they get the water from. But what's been happening in the, in the, the last few years, um, they're saying the Sea of Galilee, it, it's been losing at least 40 inches of water just constantly evaporating. The water is, you know, the, the pans, you know, the fishermen, when they go out to fish, you know, all the fishes are now trying to fight because before in the past, in the Sea of Galilee, all the fish were able to, you know, you could stay right on the ocean side or right on the uh, the 
uh, shallow side and, and, and try to get fish. But now because of the water evaporating so much, the fish are now trying to get to as deep, as far as possible. So it's making hard for the economy. It's making it very hard for even the fishermen. And it's making it very hard for the people that are living in the area. So, you know, the, the, the Sea of, of Galilee that, um, you know, it, it have storms that, that, that comes up. Uh, and when those storms comes up in the Sea of Galilee, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, bad and sometimes it can be good you know but um in in certain storms that you go through in life i don't know if there is a whole lot of goods that comes out of you know when you go through storms in life um the disciple knew the potential for storm exists and that's in the sea of galilee the good news is that jesus was on board that day and that's according to matthew chapter 6 um i'm sorry matthew chapter 8 verses 26 that when Jesus called his disciples to come with them, they went on one side of the boat, according to the scripture that we read. And when, they, when Jesus take them on, on one side, Jesus find a nice, quiet section in the boat. And then, you know, he, he, he fall asleep. And, you know, while the disciples were on board, of course, there were a storm. The scripture were read. And because the storm was, was on board, you, you know, came on board. No, everybody was fearful. Everybody was worried and don't know what to do and where to go. But, you know, so one of them, uh, you know, went by and, you know, wake up and uh, waking up Jesus and say, ah, you know, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself here. But, you know, when, when, when fear comes in your way, you're going to try every way possibly to try either to get shelter or to try to get out of arm's way. Because, you know, what happened is that if you're not, you know, fully, you know, connected, I have source where you can shelter. And this is so important to us for Christians that, you know, every now and then, you know, when we come into the congregation or come into church, you know, we should find that quiet place where we can go to God and just thank Him for the things that, thank Him for keeping us throughout the day, thank Him for His blessing, thank Him for making ways for us and just continue to be in a, our provider. You know, it, it's important and, you know, we should have like a secret place in our home, whether or not, you know, if it's in your, in your bedroom or in your closet, where you can have that quiet time because Jesus, even though He called the disciples with him to go on the boat with him then what he basically did he also needed that quiet time and he basically uh, get that quiet time Jesus stood and rebuked the roaring winds and the raging waves so while the disciples were crying and saying and when they woke Jesus up he came and he rebuked it because he had the power to say you know be still and the wind and the storm was able to obey him because he has that power. Amen. So, um, have you ever experienced a great calm in your life after having been in a storm? Can you describe what that calm feel like? According to uh, Matthew 8:27. The question is, have you experienced a great calm in your life after having been in a storm? And can you describe what that calm feel like. Consider the modern storm we might be facing. If we are a disciple of Jesus following him. Could mean sailing into a stormy situation. Why is it our faith more important than our feeling? Faith is the test when life is out of control. And that's according to Hebrews 11 verse 1. Can you tell of a time when you had trouble trusting God 
in your control of a certain situation. Jesus expects more from those who know him. So if Jesus is the one that created us, Jesus is expecting more from us. The Bible said to who much is given, much is required. So we want to make sure that if Jesus created us, we only have, you know, once a week in the week that we come to Bible study, once on Sunday when we come, you know, at church on Sundays. But God needs more of us. In other words, those are not the only time you should be praying or reading the Bible or even being in contact with communicating with God. You should be able to be because why? Jesus wants more from us. And the only way, you know, we can, can, he can feel, you know, appreciated that, you know, we're giving him our all is by we making sacrifice. You know, um, and I can use the example like, like Brother Barry. He, he came to Bible study tonight. Um, and, you know, he went, he had a surgery. He could be home recuperating, sitting down, you know, but he decided. So he making that extra sacrifice to step out to say, okay, I want to be a part of. And this is, you know, where, you know, where your passion is. You know, I can name other folks in here. Um, but, you know, when, when you have a genuine passion to serve in God and do the things of God, it will make you to want to do more and make you want to go all out. And it's going to be tougher times because there are times when, you know, we have to be working and for us to able to be a church because of a work schedule it's tough and it's hard for us to be a church when we have other obligation you know so jesus want more of our time and jesus need more of us why do you think we refer to some tests and trial as storm do, do, do you ever wonder why do you refer to some tests that you go through and some trials that you go through as storm. I'm sure I've been there before. You know, where I go through trials and I'm saying, is this a storm that I'm going through? Or is this a trial that I'm going through? You know, but, you know, you realize that Jesus is always in the boat with you. So regardless of what your experience, whatever you're going through, whatever trial comes your way, Jesus is always in the boat with you. You know, because they the, the tell us that it will never leave us nor forsake us. That's what he tells us in his word. So if he loves us, why would he say he will never leave us? He says he's going to prepare a place for us that where he is, we may be also. If he, if he didn't love us, he wouldn't make in all these provisions. He, he wouldn't die for us. But because he wants us, he wants us. He, he makes us so that we can have communion with him. And when we have that communion with God, it makes us want to love him more. It makes us want to give him more because he died for us. And that, you know, that's just more than, you know, we can even imagine or think our faith in god during time of trouble bring us to a new level of understanding of his power our faith in god when when you when you believe in in, in something it makes you want to be a supportive base for what you believe in or even you know, to even get to know it more, in other words. If I'm a football player, you know, which I don't play football, but I love the game of football. Um, 
you know, I didn't love football until I came to America because soccer is our number one sport. You know, so we love soccer, so we play soccer. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, so I'm I'm a lover of soccer. So I used to go to the games. I used to involve. I used to play the game a little bit. You know, and, and I, I I can I can relate it. You know, I, I still call myself a right winger. You know, so if I go in the field, I always like to write be on the right wing because that's that's the position that I play when I play soccer. You know, um, you know, so you know, I'm I'm not a as good as Brother Henry is much better than me, can shift around me and get around me. But this is what happens when you practice a lot. Because now you're committed to your sport, you're committed to your game. So if you want to be able to stand out, you're going to have to go out there and practice. You're going to have to go out there and prove yourself. Now, if you don't go out there and prove yourself and sit back, you will be sitting back there. You're going to be wasting time. You go out there on the field, the ball coming. You don't know how to stop the ball, how to control the ball, or even how to pass the ball to your other player. So this is how important it is. You know, they were talking about um, the other day, they were talking about the new rookie quarterback in, in the football for, for my, my team, Philadelphia Eager, and I don't want to go off on the, on the train right now. But, you know, the, the one thing that, you know, talking about the passion is they're saying how much the, the quarterback, you know, he'll take the time out before the game is start and he will go on the field and he just he just prepare himself. He's just getting ready to, to angle the task that is ahead of him. So, you know, how important it is as, you know, children of God that we should prepare ourselves, you know, in good times and in bad times. Don't just prepare yourself only when things are going wrong. Because if you wait until things are, you know, everything around you start to break loose, then it's going to be too late. You know, just like your vehicle. You don't wait until you run out of gas to say you're going to put gas in the vehicle. You know, just like food, you know, you don't wait until you're hungry, if you please, and so you're going to eat. You're going to try to sustain your body in order to stay healthy and keep going. Amen. Um, the fears you face can be real or imagined. What are some irritation fears people have? Do you have any irritation fear? Both Rational and irrational fears can have the same paralyzing effect. Um, the fear of being abundant in the storm. Peter learned that no matter how stormy your life may be, you can get cast your cares on the Lord. You can cast all the cares upon him. That's what the scripture said. In fact, um, in First Peter 5, verse 7, it says, Cast your care upon me, because I care it for you. So when you cast your care upon Jesus, remember this, this road that, or this walk that you walk, you know, you're not in this battle alone. You're not in this by yourself. You know, so you want to make sure as you, you know, continue to do the things that are righteous and pleasing to God, you know, you will be able to be at a place where, you know, God will continue to be what he needs to be in your life. But as I said, you know, you have to stay connected. You have to make sure you're at the place with God that when that time comes and you need more sustaining, when that time comes and you need an extra support, just because you make that extra sacrifice, someone will be there to help you, to keep you, and to continue to, you know, make sure things are going the way it needs to be gone. The day of ministry has been 
executing for our Lord. Mark account and this story say Jesus invited the disciple to go to the other side of the lake. As soon as they entered the vessel, Jesus found a quiet spot and the stream and the ship were waved there. The ship was just rocking, you know, with the wave that because of the, the wind and um, everything that was going on. Why are period of rest important for us as human beings? As I was saying earlier, you know, it's important as human beings that we get, if possible, eight hours of sleep. That the doctor recommend ten hours of sleep. If we do, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't get that much, brother Daryl, you know. But you know, um, you know. But it's important that you know we get enough sleep. That way, we can always, you know, feel fit. To do the things and continue to move forward. Why do many people struggle at, at times? You know, because you know there are times that we go through struggles. There are times that we go through, you know, so many many tests. But you know, we realize that the tests and the trials that we go through, you know, when we go through them, it's only going to help us to be better. Now, if you're going through, you know, a trial. Or if you're doing the test, in other words, the reason you're doing the test is for you to be successful in that test, right? You're not trying to take a test just to fail the test. You want to be successful. You want to be able to move on. You want to be able to go the extra mile where that is. You know, so um, when, when, you, when you're serving God, yes, you want to do, you want to go the extra mile. Because by going the extra mile, it only will help you to be successful in the things that you do for Christ. Because remember, it's only what you do for Christ will last. Amen. The good news is that Jesus was on board that day when they had a storm. The bad news is that he was asleep, sound asleep. The disciple had not enough, enough presence of mind to know that. Um, the human effort would not save them. You know, because they realized that they was in a situation, you know, and even though they were getting soaked, you know, the only way they could, you know, get out of the, the, the position that they were in is for something drastic to happen. And this is where, you know, you know, you should never be ashamed to call on the name of Jesus wherever you go or whatever you're doing. Because it's that name that saves, you know, sinners from their sin. It's that name that you get strength from. It's that name, that's a name that sustains you. That's the name that keep you. That, that, that's the name that you get life through. That's the name that you can connect it to. That, that number never busy. Or when you dial J-E-S-U-S, you can reach Jesus any time of the day. Any second of the day. So when, when you are connected and you are in tune with God, you can dial Jesus at any time. Because, you know, you're going on the street and you don't have what you need to go through. But because of you just calling on the name of Jesus, Jesus will make a way 
for escape for you. So I'm here tonight just to remind you, you know, don't get carried away with the fears and the trial that we get caught up in, in the life. Because when we do get carried away in all the fears in this life, it affects our walk with God. In fact, it affects, you know, even the way we live our life to our family. You know, so we should always be at a place where God wants us to be, where we can able to be, you know, a stronghold for that person, where we can able to be in, in, in tune with, with a higher power, so to speak, where you know that God is looking out for you. God has your back. And regardless of what's going on in your life or what you're doing, God will make a way for you and God will able to keep you. What are some... Sorry. How do you cast your cares on Jesus? Do you have an idea? How do you cast your cares upon Jesus? All right, let me ask a question. How do you cast your cares upon Jesus? Anyone want to take a punch at that one? Brother Henry? That's good. Go ahead, brother. Right. Absolutely. Agree. And now, anyone else want to take a, a dab? No. But you know. Oh, oh okay. Um, no. You're saying something. Right, absolutely. You know, uh, I, I agree upon what everyone said. Yes, you need to have faith. Yes, you need to make sure that when you're going through, you know, you want to make sure it's in the right hand. In other words, you know, if if Brother Daryl come to me or Brother Sam come to me or someone else approach me and said, um, Brother Scarlett, I'm I'm expecting you to do this. He expected me to do it because he had faith in me, in other words, for me to do it. So, in other words, if I prove him wrong by not doing it, Brother Sam or Brother Darrell is not going to come the second time and ask me to do it again. Why? Because the first time I didn't prove myself that I'm responsible enough to do that little task or whatever it was for him to ask me to do. So, and that's the same way with God. You know, God's not going to give you more than you can bear, in other words. You know, um, and he, he go back with the parables. You know, to one he gave one, to another one he gave three, and to another one he gave five. So, you know, God knows what you can manage. God knows what you can handle. So if God knows that you have the ability to multitask and get ten things done at the same time, God will empower. He give you strength. It will keep you, and it will help you to make sure you do what you say you're capable or, you know, to do. If you only have the ability to do one thing, 
then that's the only thing. You know, you do it with all your might, all your power, and all your strength. You know, if that's the only thing that you can do. You know, if, if I'm the, you know, the, 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 the trash man or the floor man, you know, my goal is every piece of trash that I see on the floor, I have to make sure I pick it up because that's the only way I can know that my, my job is effective and that's the only way I know that, you know, what I'm doing is productive. So when you cast your cares, whatever you're going through, upon Jesus, by just having the faith, knowing that he will see you through, that his words, he's not going to lie concerning his word because, you know, the Bible tells us that it's not his will, you know, that any should perish. You know, so whatever that you're going through in life, God will always make a way of escape for you. You know, if things are getting so bad that you can't afford to feed yourself or pay your bill, don't give up and say, God, why are you making this happen to me? There are reasons things happen in life because God wants us to go through what we're going through. But when you cast your care upon him, you, you, you don't worry. You know, God will make a way so that you'll be able to pay or sustain for you to pay your bill or even provide, you know, food for you. You know, and uh, the only way you can, you, you can continue to, to, you know, be successful in, in life or in the things that you're doing is just continue to cast all your cares upon Jesus. Yes, brother. Barry. Absolutely, you know, um, you know. If you if you look back, you know, and you know, for for some of us that's been around, you know, a long time, and even see, oh, you know, things are are setting up in this world today. You know, you you can turn to yourself and said, you know, something gotta be going on, you know, in this world. You know, we can see, you know, with the way you know things are just shaping up right now. And um, in fact, you know, one of the, the, the sign of uh, the Gadali Sea uh, that when I was reading was saying that, you know, when, when, when the, the ocean continues to dry up like that or the, the water, you know, it, it, it's a sign that the, the David or the king, you know, will be, you know, putting his appearance, you know. So, you know, all these that is, that is happening right now in the world are things that are leading to the coming of our Christ. You know, our, we know, you know, Christ coming is soon in fact it's much sooner than we think of and we've been hearing this you know um you know a very long long time that christ is coming back yes it's coming back and you you, you don't want to you know have your back turned that when the trumpet sound you know you don't make it in the rapture you know because you know the goal is for us to see and make heaven our home we, we can only make heaven our home only if we do the right things. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs that there is a way that seems that right unto a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. 
you know, you, when, when you do things that are, you know, are contrary to what God wants you to do, you find out that you will walk down death road. You know, things will happen to you that you're wondering, uh, you know, why, you know, I'm a Christian. Why am I going through all these hard times? Why, why am I going through all these struggles? You know, uh, you, you got to say to yourself, am I doing, am I giving my all to God? Because if you're giving all, you're all to God, then God will make a way of escape for you. And that's for sure. You know, I can talk, you know, this with confidence because I've been down the road before where things were tough. You know, it was hard for me to even pay my bills. You know, but I trust God. I never give up on God and say, God, you know, yes, I said, God, what's happening? Why is this happening to me? You know, I've been serving you all my life. You know, I make up in my mind that I'm going to serve you. And, you know, but he said it's not his will, you know, that any should perish. But so if I'm not able to pay my bills, Brother Darrell, you know, um, it got to be something that I'm doing that God is not pleased with. You know, so once I get myself back in tune, back in alignment with God, then, you know, everything, God just supply your needs. Because the Bible says, you know, it will supply all your need according to His riches and glory. So, you know, regardless of what you're going through, if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, you know, He cares for you, yes, but you got to trust Him. you got to know that even though it's getting tougher and tougher, you know, God is still be there and God will still make a way of escape for you. So the only way you can go through in this life is by stay connected with God. There, there, there is, um, there, there's a, there's a song, a very old hymnal song that, that, that he used to sing that said, when the world that I have been living in collapsed at my feet, when my life is scattered and torn, though I'm in the wind sweep and bitter, I can claim to the, his cross and find peace in the midst of the storm. In fact, the verse of that song said, there is peace in the midst of the storm. And, you know, it's a, it's a very old song that we used to see, sing that, you know, in the midst of the storm that you're going through, there, there is peace in it because you know when you're going through and you know everything around you is just going you know crazy you can trust God that God will make a way of escape for you and God will keep you as you go through your storm regardless of whatever the storm is you know if it's a, a spiritual storm or a physical storm you know or a financial storm you know God will make a way and there is peace in that midst there and God will make a way for you amen if you have your book, if you don't, then I'm going to go through some of the um, questions in the book. Who Nobody seems to have in the book here tonight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> uh, the book, um, the first one, if you have your book, A is the blank is that Jesus was on board that day. Have you ever experienced a great calm in your life after having been in a storm? So the, the missing word for that is the good news. So if you have your book, or if you can, then the answer for that one is the good news. That's the, the discipleship. Uh, yeah. The discipleship project. I think this is uh, this is a 2016. 
this is 2016, so this is a recent one. Yeah. Um, the second one is, if you are a dash of Jesus, follow him could mean sailing into a stormy situation. So if you are a disciple, which is a blank, you would fill in the blank. If you're a disciple of Jesus, following him could mean sailing into a stormy situation. Now, the other question is, blank is tested when faith is out of control. Now, we said faith, the blank there would be faith. So, faith is tested when life is out of control. The next one is, Jesus is blank in the boat with you. The word there would be, Jesus is always in the boat with you. The other one is, the blank you face can be real or imagined. The fears you face. So the missing word here is the fears you face. One more. Peter learned that no matter how stormy your life may be, you can blank your blank on the Lord. And those missing words would be cast and care. So Peter learned that no matter how stormy your life may be, you can cast your cares on the Lord. Because he cares for us. Anyone have any question or concern? Uh, anything you want to share? Anything on your heart? Amen. Related lesson. It's <laughs> a related lesson. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, if you don't have anything related to the lesson, I want to thank you. But just remember, when you're going through storms, you know, you, we, we all go through storm for a reason. It's only help us to be better in God, or more prepared, or more equipped in the way we go about doing our day-to-day lives. And, um, you know, storms comes in many ways, you know. So don't assume that the only way a storm comes my way Unless I don't have no money in my pocket. You know. If you don't have no money in your pocket, you can still go through a storm. But it doesn't mean that you give up hope. And said, there's no way for me to get money in my pocket. Cast all your cares upon him as he cares for you. Um, If it's food on your table and you don't have the meal to eat. If it's to send a raven, will fly over and if you're in the back of the, the house and see a bird, God may just send a bird for, to feed you that day. It, it, it happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and sometimes we, we, we take it for jokes. You know, I mean, we, 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 we take it and said, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm sitting down. I can't feed my family. I don't have a meal. You know, the hunter's daughter sometimes we go hunting for, you know, bears and Bring home me for their family. 
so you know god god always make a way of escape for us then and this is why you know i said you know cast all the cares upon him because he cares for us amen Amen. I'm going to invite everyone to please stand if there's no other uh, question or concern. We thank you tonight again for, for being here. We thank you for being a part of our Bible study tonight. And um, 